This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. This is Jennifer. And this is Jason. And you're listening to the Drop Your Linen Podcast, where we discuss horror and sci-fi films in all their glory. This podcast is a companion to the Drop Your Linen Horror Review blog, written by me. We hope you enjoy the episode, and in the words of the immortal Private Hudson, stop your grinning and drop your linen. Let's do it. Hello everybody, this is Jennifer. I'm here again with my husband Jason and we just got finished watching our brand new shiny copy of A Quiet Place on Blu-ray. I'd seen it in the theater before and I loved it but my husband hadn't seen it so I subjected him to it and about two-thirds of the way in our almost 10 year old daughter came in and saw the ending so we're not sure yet what effect that's had on her sleep tonight. So Jason, what did you think? I mean, I thought I had some issues with, like, every survival scenario, um, film, and TV show story, but I thought it was really well done uh, overall, but yeah, I like the look of, the, of it. I think everyone's, like, the biggest criticism I see online is that they shouldn't have chosen to have a baby. I but, guess we should say right now that we are going to oh, be we're talking gonna, about we're spoilers. Spoil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? It's been out a long time. So they, it starts out what, 87 days into the global crisis, 89, 89 days into the, you know, global crisis of these creatures having come from who knows where they never say, which I kind of like. I mean, the assumption is that they're from outer space, but, you know, they never really go into it. I didn't feel like that was the assumption. You or didn't? maybe you feel like they were they alluded to that? How? Well, there was one newspaper headline that said, like, uh, Angels of Death, and it showed sort of a comet or something coming oh, out of I the didn't, sky. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's just a, a quick thing that you see. The fruit of repeated viewing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't notice that when I saw it in the theater, so... So that's, to me, that's what it means, is that they're from outer space. So we see that. We see the first kid get killed. Spoiler! Child death! And then it skips forward in time to, like, a little over a year. And, of course, we see that Emily Blunt is now pregnant. So my, my thoughts are twofold. Either she has gotten pregnant because they're so sad about the death of their son that they decided to have another one, which is stupid, but in crisis situations, maybe you're maybe you're not thinking straight, you know? Or that the condom broke and she just got pregnant. Mm. You know? So they don't say. They don't say if they planned it or if it was unplanned. She knows to check her blood pressure. So clearly she's had... I wondered issues. if she was a doctor, maybe. No, I think that she's had pregnancy issues before. Okay. So she she knows that she needs to keep an eye on that. And she knows how to do it. So I feel like... I just, when she was rummaging around in the pharmacy at the beginning, 
when their middle child is ill, uh-huh. she seemed to have a, a specific idea of the type of medicine she was looking oh, for. Oh, that's true. So, so maybe she was a doctor. Yeah, it seemed like she had all the equipment. Mm-hmm. See, and, I didn't even see that. I didn't think about that. But you're right, a nurse or a doctor, she would have known. So that's that's the biggest criticism is people are like they should never have been in that situation to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and then then they have to put this baby in this little baby coffin like soundproof weird box crib thing. Right, right. It just seems like a lot of trouble and and I don't know if uh, we have a daughter. I don't know if everyone listening has children but toddlers cannot be quieted. <laughs> They're going to make noise. Right. And they don't understand why they shouldn't sometimes. So, I mean, the baby issue isn't even really the problem area. It's going to be when they're toddlers, like two and three. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to be quiet. Well, that's really where the film, I think, excels at establishing a sustained tension. Because they take something that is commonplace, the noises that we make, the everyday sounds... And a lot of them are they're the consequence of essential activities, the noises that we hear. Yeah. And you're deprived of that in this scenario. Um, so they take a, 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 a necessary resource and you try to create workarounds. And in the short term, it seems fairly conceivable. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, you know it's ultimately unsustainable. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I fart myself awake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So what exactly? I would it wouldn't have been anything intentional, but I would have been like alien bug meat early on, yeah. just from a bad bowl of beans or Taco Bell. <laughs> exactly. So I yeah, I'm trying to imagine like the the effort that they would have to put into like what happens when you get the shits. I know. You know, they never once. I mean, they show the bathroom in the one scene, which is it's a great scene. And she's fine. She her water's broken, and of course, this is the prime moment for the a- the alien, the monster, to show up. And she's just fighting back with everything she has, fighting against making any sort of sound to acknowledge the horrible contraction pain she's in. And she had a nail in her foot. Yes, which Jason couldn't watch. It's pretty brutal. I had a friend when I was eight, uh, Pamela. We we had known each other for since we were like four. And she had stepped on a, on a board like that on a porch. Like it went all the way in All the foot. way through. It cle- <gasps> cleared it. Yeah, she was in, uh, cr- she was on crutches for six months. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, she worked that out. But uh, You got a toothpick stuck in your foot one time. I did. We had shag carpet on the upstairs, <laughs> the second floor of the house when I was a teenager. I was about 14. And like a dumbass, I was dragging my feet from the toilet back to my bedroom on the second floor, and I found a stray toothpick that may have been there for who knows how many years. Um, but I went to pull it out, and it broke. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up having to go to the emergency room, and they they had to cut that crap out. Oh, that makes me queasy. So we can understand why Jason doesn't want to watch the nail go into the foot. Plus, I just knew it was coming. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I called water breakage <laughs> early on. Because, well, there's this uh, gym... We have to call him Jim and Emily because the, the actor, I mean, he's known. He's Jim. Ted, I, Jim. How, how do you pronounce his last name? Ted Krasinski? 
John Krasinski. John, oh. Isn't it John Krasinski? You're thinking of Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> big difference. Big, big difference. I don't know. This might be Jim's manifesto <laughs> to the world. But they they dispense with any sort of names. So it's, it, it get, creates sort of a an intense That's level of in, intimacy because you don't, you're just in their world where they all acknowledge themselves, their personhood without any sort of exterior name. You know, it's very, the communication is very direct, very, there's no room for sarcasm or yeah. irony. You get a long way into the film before you ever hear anyone speak. Right. I mean, they're kind of mumbleish whisper, whisper a yeah. little sometimes, but mostly they just communicate with sign language. Yeah, it'll be a syllable on the intake of someone's mm-hmm. breath, barely. But yeah, there's some really great uh, cinematography. I think there's some really cool shots. Their their locations are very very well chosen. Um, but back to uh, Jim's character decides to make a, a food run. Um, it's three weeks from the due date. Yeah. And he takes, they have the two kids, the older daughter who's deaf. Uh, she has a cochlear implant, but he, they don't have a working, uh, hearing aid for her. And he's been trying to get, uh, an up and running device for her, but has failed to do so thus far. And, uh, but he has the latest model he gives to her, but she's being, she thinks, that he's mad at her for the death of the youngest at the beginning of the film because she had given him a toy that he wanted, but it was a noise making toy. Mm-hmm. I hate noise making toys. I do too. It's like the favorite toy. If you're a grandparent, you're naturally going to get the most annoying toy for your grandchild <laughs> just because, you know, we all know that we secretly hate our kids. <laughs> what? what? They... Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> I don't but they, they do seem to gravitate towards toys that will eventually irritate parents. Yeah. But, so yeah, the older teenage daughter wants to go on this uh, run to go to the fish traps where Jim has their main supply of, of I guess, protein. Fish traps sounds like a whorehouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always thought clam bake did, too. Clam bake. We're going to go down to the fish traps. I got clams in the oven. No! Okay, go ahead. Um, but he insists on taking the son. And I'm like, why not leave both kids? You've yeah. got you've got a pregnant woman who's ri- ridiculously trying to get huge loads of laundry up from the basement. And the, and the son doesn't want to go. He's begging right, not to right. go. The daughter wants to go, and it's never really made clear why he doesn't allow her to. Did you understand why he didn't want the daughter to go anywhere with him? Do you think that he secretly blamed her? No, I don't think so. I don't I don't know that I don't know that it was an option before. I mean they don't they don't spend a lot of time on it. The only thing I could think was that the boy seemed extremely afraid. So he wanted to help him. I think he wanted him to get over okay. like try to give him confidence to what what was allowed in their world because he takes him to the waterfall where he can speak and they can kind of unload kind of break the tension could it also be that he wanted to be able to talk to someone but he couldn't talk to the deaf girl oh that's a good point very good point we don't know 
I mean, there's a lot going on. The, the girl is obviously moving into the teen years. Mm. There's a lot of uh, obstinance. I'm imagining hormone-driven. A lot of common sense stuff gets ignored because of of the intensity of the of her emotions at this, of mm-hmm. her reactions to to the different things taking place, and so she she runs off. She doesn't want to be there. So I mean, this mother is completely on her own when she steps on the freaking nail, and uh, she had gone to the dead child's old bedroom and. The mother mother had. She'd kind of fallen asleep. And on the way back down from the house, which they really don't use anymore, they have this more soundproof bunker somewhere. Was that their home? Yeah. Is that that what you took? Okay. Because there are pictures of them all over the wall. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a home they had found and just modified to be their home. No, I think that was their setup. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, they're just out, like, scavenging. Right. Okay. Because the boy is sick. That's what, yeah, it seems okay. the middle child. Okay. The The opening scene is really clever, the way that they have the kids running around barefoot. Mm-hmm. And there's, and, and there are lots of quiet. We really noticed the, the interior noises of the room that we're sitting in. Yeah. Yeah, the living room. Our fan has a, a little click that I've never noticed before. But in the quiet of this movie, it was like click, click, click. Click, 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 click. I was like, what is that? And when I saw it in the theater, too, the theater was pretty full and everyone was quiet. You could have heard a pin drop. And I had just gotten over a cold. So I got. So you were the one. Yeah, I got into a big coughing fit right in the middle of a super quiet part. My asshole. My belated apologies to everyone who was in the theater. It only lasted a couple minutes. Where were your Ricola? Ricola. I didn't have any. Actually, I did have some, and they don't work. Oh, my God. They work for everybody except for you. I mean, they just don't do it for me. I think because when I get sick, I get, like, deep chest sick, and recolas don't go that it's far because you spent your life running to antibiotics every time you anyways, get the pill. Anyways. Anyways. You're weak. You're, You're weak. weak. Okay. <laughs> So our daughter came in about two thirds of the way in, just in time to see Jim sacrifice himself for his children. Yeah, she cried too. There's always a Jesus figure. Always, yeah. I don't know that he had to kill himself, but I, I see why he did it. But I feel like he could have thrown something and got the alien to go after it, and maybe gotten his kids out. Well. Uh- I wasn't sure, too, because it seemed like once the creatures were on the, well, the sound, not the scent, but once they had fixated on the sound, they were intent on finding the the Tootsie Roll Center of the Tootsie Pop, (laughs) and they weren't going, they kept at it for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I I thought maybe with the cessation of noise... That they might just drift off and become calm, but they, yeah. that once excited, they were fairly intent on getting a payoff of some well, sort. Well, it's almost like noise agitated them because they would just mm-hmm. attack anything that made noise. So, like when he heard the tiny bit of static on that TV, he just destroyed the TV. Right. So it wasn't like they were trying to eat these things, or they just wanted the noise to stop. So it makes sense that even the tiniest bit of noise, you know, if you have someone trapped. 
they made noise or whatever, and then they're in a corner going, <laughs> you know, you're still going to go after them. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah, it's just I, an incompatibility of that yeah, species in our environment. With our world, yeah. Which begs the question, why are they still here? Go away. Well, what seems really strange is they didn't strike me as especially intelligent. No. Possessing of any sort of technology. That's the other problem I have with the idea that they're aliens somehow. But where else would they have come from? I mean, I guess. Underground? They they were on the interior of some asteroid that fell to the Earth? I'm not... I mean, I don't know that they traveled here because that picture that I was talking about was like a big black smoky cloud coming down. Mm-hmm. So maybe they crash landed here, or they, yeah, maybe they were on. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I, I, not it's not a vehicle. They right. are, they are not a technology species. No, they, they, they yeah, were no right. trappings. They didn't rely on any sort of, like, there's no way that they are, came from space in a, in a vehicle True. that they constructed because I, I agree with you they seem very simple they just don't they just have these base instincts and that's it right like the xenomorphs they don't yeah. they don't seem they seem good at changing existing places into an environment that's hospitable to themselves but as far as constructing a vehicular means i don't think mm-hmm. that that's Something. Although they do, there are people that theorize that they were designed to be dumber than they are. Well, they, I mean, I guess they evolve. I don't know. We don't need to start in with that. We will cover that at some point yeah. because that is my favorite movie. So I have to say, I enjoy The Quiet Place, but I don't really think of it as a horror film. You don't? I don't think, I mean, it, it, I think it falls into a genre, the survival genre, which I feel... A little saturated with at this point. I'm, kind, I'm kind of. Give me more. I'm kind of ready for people to. Well, it's not that there aren't a lot of good ideas, and I'm really glad that this one came to fruition, and I'm glad to have seen it. But I just feel like corporations are just inundating us with this. They are. They're just it's trying true. to milk it so, and that like my teat is raw. That's what Hollywood does. My teat is raw. <laughs> Do you need some teat cream? I need. Something, <laughs> some Boudreaux's <laughs> butt paste. Get it up on my neck. Well, that's what Hollywood does. They take a good idea and they destroy it. But it just happens. So happens that I love the sort of um, what do you call that? What do you call that? Where everything you know, like apocalypse style. Post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah, thank you. I enjoy the post-apocalyptic genre. Don't say dystopian. What? Well, this was I, this is no way quality. I was just thinking of, of Joe Bob oh. <laughs> talking his rant against dystopian. Oh right, no um, worth I, finding. I love post apocalyptic. So I'm like, just put it all in my eyeballs. I, I don't care. I well, I don't think all. it's an accident. I think that in general, like the zeitgeist, people are kind of wishing there was some sort of reset button. I mean, we've, we've clearly, like, we've crossed the point of no return. It's just a matter of how we're going to cope with climate change. There's no, like, changing it. Yeah. You know, these these global heat waves are just going to keep happening. Wow. So, in, in a lot of ways, these are these types of movies and, and stories, I, I wonder if there isn't a, uh, a subconscious knowing, a, a preparatory intuition, you know, mm-hmm. this sort of precursor to the how-to films that we'll all need i think you're absolutely onto something and uh 
but I, I, I loved it. I thought it had uh, created an awesome amount of suspense because it took something that people need to be able to do, make noise um, at some point. I mean, we can be quiet for short periods as necessary, but the, 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 ins, the unsustainable idea that we could just become yeah. silent creatures and the, the tension that that creates. That... And listen, I used to... Um study deaf yeah I did deaf studies I was learning to be an interpreter and part of that was hanging out at the deaf center and deaf people because they don't hear anything they you know they don't they're not aware when they're squeaking boards and stuff Mm -hmm. so I feel like the girl she was a liability in a lot of ways she was because she wouldn't have known you know when she wouldn't have known what the rustle of her skirt sounds like Mm mm-hmm well, there's that one scene where she doesn't uh, panic the way the boy does, right. but but a lot of, because she's completely unaware yeah. that the the creatures even near her. Yeah. So. Well, but yeah, we're seeing. We didn't spoil the main twist. And uh, the main twist is that the baby is born one of the creatures. <laughs> what? Just let somebody think that. Come on. Give me the give me this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Such a great twist. That's not right. Okay. Well, uh, we did like it. Jason's shaking his head at me. She's trying to make it like about the zombie baby from Dawn of the Dead. I love that zombie baby. That's such a oh, so angers me. Jason hates Dawn of the Dead because it has a zombie baby and because it's got a super downer ending. I hate zombie movies because they remind me of the Armageddon stories that I was given as a child in my parents' fundamentalist Christian upbringing. Jason was raised Jehovah's Witness. He is not a Jehovah's Witness now. What do zombies have to do with that, though? The dead are raised. But are they going to be zombies? They come back to be judged. Well, I think I think zombies are more realistic than. Uh, that's another. That's a whole. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But what if someone's waiting with bated breath to hear what you're about to say? Well, they'll just have to remember how to hold their breath. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess. So find a quiet place and go see, or. <laughs> don't go see it <laughs> bring this movie into your home find a quiet place and watch a quiet place right and keep it dark silent turn off your phone turn off the weird filters around your cat litter box which is what we did um you why do you go into these details what why do people need to know we have a stinky litter box in our it doesn't room? stink because it has an air filter next to it and i clean it on the regular <laughs> Both lies. Not lies. Both lies. Absolutely unlies. I wish I could edit that out. You cannot because oh. we're lazy and we're not going to My ears edit. are burning. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. We do highly recommend this movie. At least I do. I think Jason does, too. My daughter, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I recommend with reservations. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Later.